Hey everyone, welcome to Yowie Fangirls vs. The World. We are Z and E, and we are back again with another episode. Woo! <laughs> we, took, we took us a break and now we're back. It's April as promised. We are back again. So this time as we were gone, we decided to, actually we decided to do a book. And we're going to talk about this book even though we didn't finish it. I have to. I have yeah. to. Okay? I don't know if you guys know Diana Gabaldon. She does that series. What's it called? Uh, Outlander. Outlander. Anyway, so she has a gay character in her book called Lord John. Yep, Lord John Gray. And she did an entire series around him called, well, it's Lord John and the Private Matters is the first book. But there are other books. And when I tell you this isn't as advertised... Like, it isn't as advertised. I thought it was going to be this book about this gay character during this century. What century is this? Um, I think like around the 1700s, so like 18th century. 18th century. That's what I thought too, but I wasn't sure. Around the 18th century and, you know, of, you know how it's illegal during that time. So I thought it was going to be about history, like navigating being gay during that time. Mm-hmm. You know? But no, this was a straight up murder history. Yeah, I, I I only made it to like chapter four and I didn't even finish chapter four because I'm like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah, I made it to chapter seven and still no gayness, still no nothing. It's, it's it, it was just kind of stale. It, it was really stale. They were trying to figure out this, the mystery of why this soldier died. Or murdered. Or murdered. And, by, you know, by whom and so on. Ugh. And I don't mind a mystery novel, but you didn't promise me a mystery novel. You promised me Hohe. You promised me a gay character during the 18th century navigating his gayness with a little bit of intrigue involved. Exactly. And this we is not, not get, what I get. We did not get that at all. No. So we just got a straight up murder mystery. And it was and it was dry murder mystery, which made it even worse. Because if it was just a murder mystery, I would have still read it if it was good. It was not good. <laughs> yep. Same. Sh- straight up bored me to that. So kind of disappointed because I wanted to read the Outlander series, but now I'm not because if this is the type of writer you are, I don't like your writing. Yep, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone's like, oh, give it another chance. There's, she's probably, because different styles of writing are used for the same author in different types of work. That is true. But no, I'm done. Yeah. You burned me. <laughs> you burned me. I'm not going to read anymore by you, Miss <laughs> Gabladon. I just didn't like your writing style. Yeah. In this particular work. And... Outlander is so far ahead. And I don't want to start it. Yeah, I remember how me. big big those books are. If I'm going to devote that much time, it's going to be to Pierce Antony or to Robert Jordan, which I still haven't read. Which one is that? The Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time. Uh, let's see. I don't think I'm familiar with that one. It's a um, fantasy series. Oh, okay. Eye of the World is the first one, I believe. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's not. It's not BL. Oh. oh, none of those titles I just dropped were BL. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> so instead, so so we dropped um, the Lord John Gray book, and we decided to move on to reading manga instead. Yes, because at least we know it's advertised, and we're getting what is advertised. Yep, and these are like manga. Well, um, we have uh, we we have on our hands a uh, the, the copy of the same book called Midnight Rain by CTK, and the other I bought. Um, along with it, called Anti-Romance by Shoko Hidaka. I, I'm going to start with Anti-Romance because it's more fresh in my head. I really wish I didn't read this. Why not? Because I didn't see it was volume one. You didn't know that? I thought you knew that already. No. <laughs> uh, my new rule is I'm no longer reading anything that isn't complete. It is complete. It's just the second volume won't be out until later this year. I October. mean, in, in America. I mean, because I have to wait now <laughs> till October to get it. But what do you think of it so far, though? Actually, I really like the series. <laughs> I was like, um, so anti-romance is these two roommates, childhood friends, or, or, or did they go to high school together? Yeah, they went to like high school uh, High school together. So, so and Rio. Rio. And they've been roommates for how many years? Six, Six years. years. Damn, all this time they've been roommates for six years and they're coming to a point where they're realizing that they have feelings for each other. They're just not being upfront about, about it. it. Especially and... um, Rio. Yeah. Especially Rio. But anyway, so one works as a hairdresser. The other works in a publishing company. Yeah, like as an article writer. As an article writer. And... One of the things that struck me about this is um, Sal got there first, like admitting it first, Mm -hmm. then Rio. And I was like, why? Because Rio, you had these moments where Rio would like, when Sal was sleeping, he would um, put his his hair behind his ear to look at his moles. Yeah, the little the little mark, the little birthmarks on his uh, behind the little moles behind his ear. Yeah, or he would look, he would you know bump his hand against him, so you knew he had feelings for him. Mm-hmm. But then you realize that Rio is the type of person that always runs away from any type of confrontation or anything like that. Or any kind of contact, you yeah. know, or at least that kind of contact. So it was like, it's a friends to lovers story. Yes. Definitely. Which, yes, which is a bit of a breath of fresh air from enemies to lovers because I like a good enemies to lovers, but like friends to lovers is also good too. Yes. And the artwork, I love the manga artist's style. It's... um. It's just so stunning, and you know the characters are just so uh, well created. Like, because you know how some manga artists will usually make their characters look either too mature or worse, or too worse. young. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, she, you know, she actually makes them look like their actual ages. Their ages. So I don't feel there. There is just no sense of discomfort whenever I read any of her works. Yeah, they're adults, but they're in their early twenties. Yeah. So it definitely is appropriately drawn for the age. Mm-hmm. And the story pacing and what they're going through is appropriately actually done for their age group. Yep. So if you're expecting them to just, you know, suddenly realize their feelings for each other and then have sex and so forth, you will not find that here. Not yet, hopefully. Yeah, there's no sex in volume one. You know, other than like, you know, kissing and the accidental touches you know, you don't expect any sex scenes in this one just yet. 
Um, I hope to get that in volume two. I can't wait for that. Um, October, please hurry the fuck up. I know, she tricked me, guys. <laughs> she tricked me. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. But I really, I enjoyed this story a lot. So definitely, guys, if you get a chance, read Anti-Romance by Shoko Hidaka. And then the second one, unlike Anti-Romance, it is a one-volume complete Midnight Rain Mid- complete. It can go on my shelf now. <laughs> I I don't know how I feel about Midnight Rain yet. Um, I expected it to be more darker than it actually was. I I, be, I think based on the cover, I was like, this is going to be a nice dark story with a daddy in it. Yeah. It's going to be some kind of mob related thing, and surprisingly, it was not. It was this sweet story. Like, it's got a grittiness to it because there is there is a lot of violence. There is, like, some, like, but story that involves, like, the either... The grittiness abuse. is more in the art yeah. than it is in the plot, though. Yeah. Like, the violence wasn't that extreme for a, for a gritty novel. Yeah. You know? It wasn't... Yeah. It wasn't that extreme for a gritty novel. So I was kind of like, oh, okay. It was really just a sweet story. I was kind of surprised by that. Me too. I was actually... I expected... Uh, what's his name? Matt? Mike. Mike. The, well, to... the, the, the blonde hair? No. The dark hair? Oh, that that's Ethan. Ethan. I expected Ethan to be working for the mafia or something. I was kind of expecting that too. <laughs> like, okay, like, okay, folks. When we bought our copies of this manga, you know... That we did not know anything of what the story was about, even with the even with, with the, the plot, summer, yeah, even with, with the, the summary. summary on the back. Yeah, I was expecting like, oh, is he like someone? You know, is Ethan? He's the darker. He's the dark haired guy with uh, with facial hair, uh, who I will call Daddy. He um, he kind of looks like someone who could be part of like like the mafia or something. But it turns out, no, he's actually someone who owes money. Yeah. And I believe, don't get me wrong, because they didn't say what city, but I believe this takes place in New York. Or like, yeah, like in, like, yeah, like it's, it's, it's set up. It's definitely in a Western society. Yeah. And it's set up like it's New York. And I don't know if that's why the author drew it like this to like kind of get that grittiness of New York in the story. Mm -hmm. But that's how the, it's set up in, in a Western society. Yeah. But I was very surprised. I thought for sure Ethan. So we have this main character, Ethan, who's living this like monotonous life. And then one day in the laundromat, he meets Mike. Well, he kind of asks Mike, how do you get blood out of a shirt? Yeah, the, just the approach, <laughs> like, like, oh my God, Ethan is actually more adorable than I thought. <laughs> I thought he was just going to be like a straight up serious kind of guy. Guy, yes, that too. I really did think he was going to be a straight up serious guy. And then he finds out how to do it. And then after that, the story kinds of, they kind of just separate. And then Mike shows up at his door bleeding. All beaten up. And all beaten up and stuff like that. So Ethan lets him in. Well, on the background of that, we also find out that Ethan is paying off this debt. And he's been paying it off for the last 10 years. He has three more years to go on this debt. But he's just so upbeat about it that you don't even think anything about it. And then there's this scene where Ethan enters the elevator and just breaks down. 
like he's like I can't, he can't believe this is his life and how he doesn't want to do this anymore and it's just monotonous go to the factory and work and they kept saying the factory to work I thought there was a euphemism for like a butcher shop I know me too like a mafia butcher shop that's what I thought it was yeah but it was down out straight of a real factory but like going to the factory to work coming home doing nothing he can't build a life of his own because of this debt that yeah. he has to pay off so then when Mike comes into his life and he's he needs help it kind of like gives Ethan a new purpose, a purpose in life in life yeah, yeah. And then you find out later that Ethan was going to kill himself that day. And you're just like, whoa, what? I didn't get that when I read the elevator scene. <laughs> Had to go back and reread the elevator scene. <laughs> I just got that he broke down crying and was complaining. <laughs> <laughs> but then I thought Ethan was going to pick himself up and be like, okay, let's do this again. Another three years to go. But no, Ethan was going to kill himself that day. And you're like... Huh? Ethan, no! <laughs> yeah, and Mike's appearance gave him a new purpose. Gave him something to... Oh, give him a reason to, to live. live. Yeah. Yes. And, and then, of course, there's a little smidgen of non-con. Yeah, and... Where, um... Go ahead, sorry. And this was, yeah, this was, like, after, um... Uh, when Ethan lets in Mike, who shows up at his door. He's all beaten up. He was also stabbed. And he's... Ethan... Uh, tends to his injuries and so forth and yeah he does kind of like feel him up if you he know what I him mean up. Yeah. yeah he tries to he masturbates him and Mike did not Mike yeah Mike yeah. does say no yeah and Ethan kind of didn't listen but you know then Ethan realized that yeah he yeah when when Mike hit um hit him uh, yeah, he, he realized. Yeah, he realized that 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 yeah, he was wrong to do that. That he was wrong to to put the moves on, on on Mike, especially he when he was it. injured. Exactly, <laughs> especially when he was injured. Um, but then Mike ends up staying at Ethan's place for a while, and he just kind of Mike has this. Um, he has this persona, not persona. That's not the right word. But Mike feels as if he can't be anything else but combative like as a defense mechanism or, yeah. or a coping mechanism yeah or like people like are all people are not nice people are always going to treat you bad or if they're nice to you they always want something he is his own saboteur in yes. everything and so mike has it in his head that he's staying at ethan's place and ethan's being wonderful for him he's being nice but he has it in his head that ethan wants something that um mike mike feels as if he is unlovable mm-hmm which is so sad for Mike. I guess it's from years of abuse and being beaten up and stuff like that. He feels that way. Yeah. And norm and so um, so yeah, Mike is the type of character that on the inside he is vulnerable, but on the outside, yeah, he's uh, very fiery, he's very defensive, and that he will get aggressive, mm. kind of like a feral cat, if you will. Yeah. Which is why, in a way, he kind of like reminds me of Yurio from Yuri on Ice. Like, 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 if Yurio um, developed more muscles and cut his hair shorter, there you go. That's what he would look like. I was thinking of a post-war Draco Malfoy. You got thrown out of Malfoy. <laughs> Always go back to our respect. I know. <laughs> he got thrown out of Malfoy Manor and has to 
um, fight for, for his fend for himself <laughs> because his parents found out he was gay and 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 an older Harry who who finds him on the street and has and takes him in and that's what I was thinking of yeah so and how he doesn't feel like he's lovable because of everything he did during the war and mm-hmm. he doesn't he does he thinks he doesn't deserve any uh, love or any affection. love or affection or even to be forgiven for anything right. that's what I was thinking of <laughs> and that- then I was like man that would make a cool fat thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, there you go. There's always a fanfic for everything. I know. <laughs> they probably have one already. I probably read something like that before. Yeah, so... But, um... Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, like, of the two manga, I, for one, actually enjoyed Midnight Rain because, first of all, the art. The art. Like I said, the art is very gritty in this. She draws... And the way she draws Ethan... Ethan's personality is this absolute ray of sunshine except for that elevator scene. Yes. Except for that elevator scene when you get behind him, his character, and you realize, oh, even though he is um, a ball of sunshine, he he's hurting really bad. Exactly. But other than that, the persona he puts on, he's just so positive, so lovable, wants to do everything for, for Mike. You know, and it's just going through life being like happy. That's the persona he puts on. And uh, then the way she draws him is such a contrast to that persona. Oh my God, yes. It's, and- he's drawn like this rugged, gritty daddy. And you're just like, <laughs> daddy. <laughs> I think there's, daddy. There's, there's this one scene where um, Ethan and Mike, um, Ethan opens up. Um, not Ethan. Mike opens up Ethan's shirt and it's all this chest hair. And you're just like, ooh. Yes. <coughs> oh my God. <coughs> and then you look up his face and there's this goofy smile. And you're like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep, yep. This is it. Yep, <laughs> yeah. here it is. <laughs> With the chest hair and you're just like, You Damn. don't see that. Yeah, you don't mm. see that often in BL works. So. Where they draw hair on the characters. Yep, and Ethan also, while it's not necessarily a dad joke, but there's this scene where they're watching TV and we see, like, he's watching something about a dog and, you know, Mike says that he likes dogs, that they're fluffy, fuzzy, and that dogs are cute, and Ethan then was just like, I'm fuzzy, cute, and friendly too. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, are you seriously doing like a da- are you seriously doing something like a daddy joke or something close to it? There's even this one part where they're arguing and Ethan and Mike is like, I don't need a dad. Or, or he says, you're not my dad. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, this author knows what she's doing. Yep. <laughs> and in, in a way though, when I said earlier that Mike reminds me a bit of Yurio from Yuri on Ice, Ethan kind of like makes me think of a mix of Yuri and Victor if you were to fuse them together because they go See that Yuri Yuri train I told you Yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're like at a restaurant so because you know Ethan comes home he's all beaten up and so he it's it's like yeah I'll I'll explain everything but let's go let's go to this restaurant to eat I'm hungry and so on and um and at one point Mike is yelling and (laughs) Ethan shuts him up by putting food in his mouth. And he's just like, he looks like an angry hamster. <laughs> yeah, I keep going back to that, that every where time. Where he puts the food in his mouth. And I'm just like, <laughs> what is uh, this? This definitely was my favorite out of the two. So to recap here, the first novel was called... 
anti-romance. Anti it is only volume one is only out in America. The second one is coming in October. And it was a sweet friends to lovers story. Or at least a work in progress. A work in progress friends to lovers story. And it has all the stuff of a 21-year-old boy romance. Mm -hmm. a, a first love type thing. And then the second novel, in contrast, is this... It's also a sweet story. Let me stop. It's not in contrast because this ended up being a really sweet story too. Um, Midnight Rain. And it's also a sweet story, but it's more... I don't want to use the word gritty again because it really isn't that gritty. It's just it's, drawn that way. It is a little bit rough. It is a little bit rough. rough. That's the word I yeah, want. Yeah, it is a it's bit a rough. It's a little rougher story than the first one. And that the characters are drawn in a more manly kind of, kind of way, way without exaggerating it. Mm -hmm. And if you're also into characters with facial hair, this is for you. This is for you. And, yeah. and I can't help. I have to say it. I have to say this right now uh, out loud. If they made Midnight Rain into a drama scene, oh, I want my husband as Ethan. I course. said what I said. That's it. But hill also, I'm to die on. like we talk about those stories that they need to make into animes, both stories are very good. Would be very good representation of the genre. Yes. For anime. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I hope they get a hold of these and make them into animes. Yes. These are the types of stories we want. Yes, exactly. Thank I you. I can't deal with high school boys anymore. I'm sorry. But I, it also gets on my nerves when they adapt uh, anime from mangas that's ongoing. Like, mm -hmm. I'll see a particular title like, oh, oh my gosh, it's another BL story. What's this based on? Okay, it's based on a manga. All right, let's see. How many volumes? Is it complete? Ongoing. But not only that, I also hate when they choose the ones to adapt that aren't really appropriate stories. Dick Fight Island. Like, why? I don't want an anime of that. No, because that, then, that it's, it would be the same as, um, oh gosh, what's that one called that we saw? Um, Yaruchin Bitch, Bitch Club. Club. Yeah. Like, it's. That's not the animes we want when we talk about BL. We want the ones with the stories. And they used to do it. A book of no sexual harassment. Oh my it, goodness. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those have plots and stories. Yeah, they're filthy. But they oh, yeah, have, oh, 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 yeah, oh, oh, that, I'm, I'm still remembering that moment. they have plots and stories. Uh, God, what's it called? Closed Door? Uh, closed Door. Um, is it kind of like an older anime? Yeah, the older case? anime. Um. Close the last door or something like that. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure I would pick that one. Um, but I, like, like it's been 20 years since I've watched this shit. So. Really? Because <laughs> I watched the old ones. Oh, don't. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do me like that. <laughs> been a long time since I watched those old ones. But but, um, but like, but they used to do ones that had plot also. Yes, yeah, some really my good whole ones. Thing. Um, but yeah, like now come these on, days folks. Like, come on. Like, let's 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 think outside the high school box, please. Thank you. Because I'm I'm oh, and I understand they are BL friends, BL friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically BL friends who are out there who are still into that stuff, which isn't a problem. But also, I would like them to cater to the older generation kind of thing exactly. of who have been into this stuff for a very long time. And they're kind. We're kind of losing interest because there isn't, there hasn't been anything new within, you know, the age groups that we want to see. Mm -hmm. Because I recognize as an avid reader, 
all relationships doesn't happen in high school. Yes. <laughs> you know that. They I, happen in college. They happen in adulthood. It's a multi-spectrum over there. So exa- I want my stories to represent that Precisely. spectrum. You know, romance doesn't have to start in high school. It could start very well later in someone's life. Like, yeah. like when they're in their uh, 30s or maybe even their 40s. And I would love to see more stories like that. Exactly. And I, I can, like, like, I've got a couple of examples that would be great as, as anime. Yeah. You know, come on. Yeah. You know, so we're like we're probably gonna have to come up with a list of um, you know what's the manga that you want to see adapted into anime. So like so far, I have like a couple of titles and with with more to add later. Yeah, yeah. So we will see you guys in what two weeks, three weeks? How how long do we do this podcast now? I don't even remember anymore. We used to do it two weeks, but then it was it's every three weeks. weeks. Yeah. So it's every three weeks now. Now we will see you guys in three more weeks. We have no clue what we're doing yet. So like. We have we have time to figure it out. No, we don't. We gotta figure this shit out today. We don't yep. know what we're doing yet, but we will see you then. All right. So, yep. in the words of our friend and your friend, I really miss that drama. Me too. I really wished it would come out with another. Me too. Well, they have more, but like I miss together. I miss together too. We should start another Thai drama. Ooh, yes, good idea. They just take so long to get through. True. <laughs> like I want to start this other Chinese drama that's also kind of Hoya-ish, but it takes so long to get through. It's like thirty-six um, episodes, and each episode is like an hour long. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Untamed, which we finally finished. I love it. Like yeah. what? Two years? After like two years, but it was so good. I know. Untamed was so good, but like it takes too long to get through, mm-hmm. which suck. But anyway. Same by and I started a ramble. <laughs> That's what we do. We ramble. We ramble. <laughs> but anyway, goodbye, guys. Bye. <laughs>